it's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk with you until 6 o'clock this evening. And the phone line is open, 356-9397. If you'd like to talk some Illini sports or anything else that might be on your mind sports-wise, give us a call here on Monday Night Sports Talk. The sports editor of the News Gazette, Matt Daniels, is here, along with Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen, with us on the telephone. Matthew, how's it going? Doing well. I'm just glad Scott's here. I had to hold up a sign earlier today in front of his face to let him know what city he was in. Since he's a traveling man these days. Again, if it's Monday, I'm in Champaign. And then uh, <laughs> any other day, there's no guarantee where I'll be. And tomorrow, you'll be headed towards... Are you going to go... No, you're not going to go tonight, I wouldn't think, but... Uh, no, you'll, you'll tomorrow, go tomorrow morning, sure. head to Ann Arbor for the Illinois-Michigan game. Now a game between two teams in the top four of the Associated Press Top 25. And the Big Ten has three in the top five again this week, and... Uh, it's looking pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, Homer Ritchie over here apparently loves Iowa these days because uh, you had the Hawkeyes 12th last week on your ballot, and, and now they're up to 5th on your ballot. Yeah, it was uh, part of that was obviously the, a fairly significant win for them at Ohio State on Sunday. The other part was maybe a little uh, correction on my part. I've been maybe a bit too low on Iowa. I, I, I dropped them considerably during the stretch there earlier I guess it's not February anymore. Earlier in February where they kind of went through their typical in a Frank Caffrey season swoon in February. But, uh, yeah, it's I think, I mean, that's fives where they wound up. So I guess I'm just now on par with everybody else. Some of the uh, news of the day besides Illinois moving up to number four in the AP Top 25. Andre Corbello is the Big Ten Freshman of the Week. We'll hear from him and his coach, Brad Underwood, coming up. Iowa DeSumo is, quote, day-to-day, according Aren't to Aren't we all? Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> when you look at that, uh, in that regard, yes, we are. Illinois is at Michigan tomorrow at uh, 2 o'clock, or 2 o'clock, That'd 6 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. At two, s- 2 o'clock in Maui. At 6 o'clock, and Illinois, an eight-point underdog in that ball game at this point. Bob Osmussen with us as well. How you doing, Robert? I'm great. How about you guys? I thought maybe you might, this might be the week you escaped the house, but you're still there, eh? I've got another about two-plus weeks. I get my second shot Friday, so then I'm good. I two, and Then two weeks after that, I'll be good to go. I, I, just in time, I think, for the NCAA tournament. So I think I should be, if Matt wants me to go there, two hours for Dandy, I'm there. So you're, give, I'm, you're giving us the two-and-a-half-week warning is what you're saying, right? I'm, I'll, be back in the, I'll be back there the Monday after my two weeks. Rob. It's weird. We're, we're supposed to we're supposed to change the passcode here in two and a half weeks, Bob. So hopefully <laughs> you get that email. I'll, I'll figure it out. I, I'll take it my way in. Hey, uh, I think uh, I think Eloy is has a great chance to win tomorrow night. Of course, I always do think that. 
but I really do. I think I think Michigan's playing. It's time for them to be knocked out through Purdue a little bit. I think I think Illinois will win the game tomorrow night. Not not by a big margin, maybe a couple of points, but they will win. With or with or without Nio. That's that's bold, Bob. You're uh, you're known for making bold predictions. I'm probably going to be right. So there you go. Well, a lot of people didn't expect to uh, come out of Madison with a win, and that happened. So why not? One person. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I almost projected the final score too. Yeah. So uh, what is this your seventh season on the beat? I I don't know six seven. Seven. Have you gotten a score right before? Uh. No, I've been very, very close okay. several times. But no, I mean, Wisconsin's still ranked somehow. They're number 25 this week. I haven't voted for them in three weeks because I don't think they're a top 25 team. And the fact that they haven't beaten any Big Ten team in the top half of the conference in a month and a half kind of you know, backs that up. They're number 25 this week. Purdue is 23rd. Ohio State has lost three straight, but still in the top ten. They're down to seven. Iowa is five, Illinois four, and Michigan number two behind Gonzaga. Bob Foodman has decided to change his mind and come back and play football, making uh, 21 by my count, super seniors deciding to stay and play for Brett Bielma. Your thoughts on that? Well, it's a great thing for Illinois, and I think it's probably a good thing for Jake. I think another year in college will be be won't hurt his poor chances. And I think the fact that Illinois is going to have another another leader on the on the defense this time, I think it's really. I keep thinking this team can do better than I logic would tell you, but I think all these guys that being back, been giving them a chance to maybe have a better season, maybe a, a minor bowl season, maybe six and six seasons possible. These guys and. You never know if they get it on a good good run. You look at the early schedule, especially now the games not in Ireland. The fact that games here against Nebraska, I think that really gives them a chance to have a really good start this season if they get rolling. So they could they could get six wins, maybe maybe even seven. Can't believe I'm saying that, but they're going to be. I talked to somebody today about this. They're going to be pretty secretive in terms of what they do, what they're going to plan to do in the fall in terms of scheme on offensive defense. That gives them a chance early in the year to maybe sneak up on people a little bit more than they would otherwise. So I think Jack Hansen's another piece that they really needed. I would, they had some tough losses on defense, but I think that really helps them. Yeah, I mean, on paper, it, it makes the, the linebacker group uh, not as serious a, a question going into the 2021 season because without Hansen, without Milo Eifler, you were looking at a group that really only had Kalen Tolson, who had kind of significant starting experience, and Tariq Barnes had played a little bit, but both he and Tolson are coming off season-ending surgeries last season, so you're not too sure how they're recovering from their respective injuries, and it's certainly a a boost for the Illini defense in, in that regard. But And, and you look back, too, to, to Jake Hansen's contributions, namely in the the 2019 season, I would say that was when he was really kind of making his name known with his ability to take the ball away with, with forcing fumbles. And I know he missed the game at Michigan State that, that year that clinched him a bull berth. And then you look on the fact, too, that he missed the final three games after that, and they all lost. And I don't know how much of an effect that had on the Illinois defense, but he's certainly the certainly the quarterback of the defense. And 
Um, I'd be, I'd be curious to see what the conversations entailed between Brett Bielema and, and Jake Hansen these, these previous two months, because I know Hansen was really close to Lubby Smith and yeah, you're, you're just never quite sure with a, a player, uh, who's entering his sixth year of college, what that means for his future pro prospects, but maybe he'd also looked at it too, as just kind of this off season is a very unusual off season. You can't really get ready for the NFL draft like you normally would in a normal year. And why not take advantage of this, this extra year of eligibility and, and maybe enhance your, your draft stock for 2022. And he could end up being Matt. And I was going to write about this for late in the rake. He could end up being one of those really moving to try to build linebackers that are really special. I think of Jay Lehman is in that mode for sure, and John Halasek and Dana Howard and all those guys. This guy, because of how, how much time he spent here, could end up being one of those really special guys. I expect if he comes back and plays, if he's healthy, completely healthy, he could have a monster season. A lot of takeaways, ton of tackles again. Uh, could be a all Big Ten level guy, maybe even more than that. He's been on the Buckus watch uh, or semifinalist twice. I believe. So that gave him a chance to maybe move up that award. So I, I think for him, if you're not getting a great feel about where you are in the pro thing, it makes a lot of sense to come back to this new team, new program. They got, they're going to have a chance to win. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense for him to come back. Plus, his buddies are still there. Mike Epstein is a great friend of his. they got a lot of guys they know well. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense for him to get back. You mentioned Jay Lehman. Happy birthday to Jay Lehman today, former Illinois linebacker out of Champaign Central, still doing a work uh, for the Big Ten Network. I'm hearing, Bob, uh, spring ball will get going here probably middle of this uh, month, and there's some talk of maybe having a spring game on a Monday night, televised Monday night on a Big Ten Network. Uh, that would be awesome. I I do think that if I'm Brett Billima, I, I want my team to be seen. I'm not going to show a whole lot. That, if there's a spring game on a Monday night, it's going to be pretty vanilla. It's going to be very bland. You're not going to see a whole lot of what they're going to do, but it'll be fun to see them play. It really will. And, and uh, again, I expect, I hope there'll be some version of fans in there. The place, that's a pretty big building. You could put 5,000 people in there and spread them out pretty good. So I think you'll see fans. I think it'll be, that's a great, that Monday night would be awesome. We really look forward to it. At least the good thing is they're not going to open the season as cotton in a way. They'll be here, and that's a really good thing, too. We are off and rolling on Monday Night Sports Talk. It is moving up on 521 here on DWS. If you'd like to join us, basketball or football talk, baseball talk, exhibition baseball is underway. If you want to throw that around, feel free to join us, 356-9397. We'll take our first time out right now and be back with more Monday Night Sports Talk on DWS. Stay with us. On each other. It is 525 Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. Glad you're with us. We're with you until 6 o'clock. Matt Daniels is here. Scott Ritchie in the building. Bob Osmussen on the phone. Yours truly, Steve Kelly. Phone line is open, 356-9397. And Alan is with us. Alan, what's on your mind on this Monday night? Well, i got a couple quick questions, and I'm sure one of them is going to be rhetorical. Uh, Does anybody know anything about Iowa's status for tomorrow night. Day to day. Day to day is what Brad Underwood said today. So, like okay. us, we're all day to day. 
second question. Uh, since we're probably going to get a double bye for Friday, when, what time of the day will we play Friday? Five. Five thirty. If they're the number two seed. If they're the number two seed, if they somehow get the one seed, which I don't think is even. That's still, it's still mathematically possible. Just. What um, for Illinois to get the one seed, they have to beat Michigan tomorrow, and then also have Michigan State, I believe, sweep Michigan in their year-end back-to-back series. So, you know, could happen, probably won't. But you're looking at like uh, a, a Friday evening tip, I would imagine. For yeah, five thirty. If they're the number two seed, five that would be the first game of a it's, night session. Mm-hmm. So that actually might start right around five thirty, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it would be the. Second game on Saturday at approximately two thirty, I believe. So uh, we may or may not be rooting for a two seed. <laughs> yeah, I agree because I got games up at that time. Um, looks like I would miss most of it. Done. That, that's where it goes. Well, stay tuned. It hasn't been set yet, so you'll you'll figure it out, and we'll let you know when we know. All righty. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks, Al. Appreciate the call. Want to join us? 356-9397 is the phone number. Some other thing. We're going to get back to basketball, obviously, but some other noteworthy items over the weekend uh, for Fighting Illini Athletics. Softball off to a 5-1 and one start, playing uh, in Florida. Beat Rutgers twice. They split with Maryland and then beat Michigan twice. Yeah, I mean, that, that last sweep against the Wolverines is, is the most notable one of that. Michigan's been the class of the Big Ten for, for quite some time, so uh, a really good start for Tyra Perry's program uh, down in Florida, and, and that's kind of the way the Big Ten's operating these, these first few weeks is all their teams are going to a complex in Florida and, and playing a bunch of games before they, they come back here to the Midwest where hopefully the weather's a little more cooperative. Men's golf. Mike Small's team, Mike, by the way, will be on the coaches show tonight with Brad Underwood, Brian Barnhart, and others on the coaches show at 7 o'clock. But his team won a tournament down at LSU by two shots. Just about all the SEC teams were in that field, which is pretty good. Illinois, the only cold-weather team in the field, they go down there and win. Yeah, all these lean years with uh, Illinois basketball Mike Small's program carried the golf school mantle. It's a golf school, man. Yeah, and they're still holding that true even when the, the men's basketball program is, is back up to uh, to what a lot of people think it should be. And uh, it's just really impressive and, and really shows the the program that Mike Small has built here over the course of his coaching tenure uh, with the Illini. So uh, kudos to him. That was a loaded tournament. It was. At LSU, was uh, half the field was ranked, mm-hmm. essentially, and Illinois added several kind of key Head-to-head wins, in a, in a way, by yep. taking the tournament title. Illinois be, should be. I didn't look to see if the ratings came out today. They come out either Monday or Tuesday, but they should be in the top five of the country. And Vanderbilt was number two, and they finished second. They could Illinois. probably be the only school in the country to say they have a top five men's basketball team and a top five men's golf team, too. There you go. Put that on a billboard. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Gonzaga's golf team's... <laughs> that good uh, Baylor's probably not Michigan's I know they're not because they're going through a rebuilding program there with I Zach Marlowe Cle- I think it? Paul Klee might have something to say he might have some Gonzaga of them not being a golf school well they may be a golf <laughs> school but we're pretty sure they're not in the top five that's true he says they're a golf school but because he played golf <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah. and then I, Iowa rounds out that five and right they're not no so. Indiana right now probably is the second best team in the Big Ten, but it, 
it's early yet, but uh, I think Illinois might be head and shoulders again on top of the Big Ten. So congratulations to Mike Small and his team. Fifteen teams all said in that uh, LSU event. They go back to Louisiana, not this weekend, but next for some more uh, spring golf. What else? Soccer split a pair of matches. Well, in Illinois baseball opens their season on, on Friday. Uh, Dan Hartlib and a few players are, are supposed to talk uh, Tuesday afternoon ahead of their season opening series against Ohio State in all of all places, Greenville, South Carolina. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy time. Lots, uh, lots going on. So last March we had no sports. Now this March we have a ton of sports, which we all welcome. Men's tennis had a couple of wins over mm-hmm. Wisconsin and Minnesota. So a lot of going on. The Big Ten Wrestling Championships are coming up this weekend, I believe. And so that'll always be good. With uh, Speaking of ranked teams, the yeah, whole Big Ten's ranked. Exactly. In, that's true. whole Big Ten's ranked in about the top 12. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true, Steve. In the country. 356-9397 is the phone number if you'd like to uh, join us on Monday Night Sports Talk. The basketball news, we don't know. Uh, officially what uh, the status is of Io DeSumo. We don't know officially what his injury is or was. We are told that he'll be wearing a mask when he does resume play, and whether that'll be tomorrow night, Saturday, or the Big Ten tournament is your guess. What's your feeling, Mr. Ritchie? If I had to pick one way or the other right now, which I guess you're making me do... um, (laughs) He's either going to play or he's not going to play. Is that what you're going to say? I mean, me? I could go the, the Marcus Jackson route, 50-50. But I, I sort of doubt he'll play tomorrow, tomorrow. at in, at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, more likely, I think, to return you know, Saturday against, at Ohio State. But you know, maybe he pulls the, the Willis Reed and emerges from the locker room to, I guess there won't be any applause because there will be no, very few people there. But uh, it would be a surprise, I think if he played against the Wolverines. And when he does play, we think he'll have some kind of face Mm -hmm. protection, which I'm sure the technology on that has gotten better than it has been over the years. They kind of mold it to your face, but still it's going to be uh, something that inhibits him, I would think, somewhat. And if you still get popped in the face, you're Mm going to feel it. Well, you have to think, too, you've got the Big Ten tournament coming up next week. Illinois is pretty much a lock I would say at this point to play on a Friday get a double buy yeah. into the quarterfinals maybe you want to have IO play one game wearing the new mask to just kind of adjusted to what it's like during the game and, and how he can move around and how that affects his shooting and all the other attributes that he brings to the court and maybe you don't want his first game back wearing that in the Big Ten tournament that being said though if it is the Big Ten tournament it gives him almost two full weeks to rest, recover, get adjusted to it in practice, workouts, things like that. So it'll be an interesting balance. I would be surprised to see him on the court uh, against Michigan. If he does play, though, I think that's a welcome surprise for a lot of Illinois fans. I think what you, if you're ultimately, if you're an Illinois basketball fan, and, and Brad Underwood kind of talked about this on Friday before they left for Madison, kind of in more stronger terms, more direct terms, very honest terms, too. I thought that he basically said these games don't matter right now for for Illinois which I thought was an interesting take but you want him at his peak that he can be whenever the ball tips off for that first round NCAA tournament game sounds like some of the uh, the media in quotes types in Detroit and Michigan are kind of taking some of Brad's comments a little bit out of context yeah I, I saw some headlines it didn't click on any of them and this because yeah, I mean I just didn't think they needed a click but, right um the 
sort of the idea shifted when it became clear that not every Big Ten team was going to play 20 games and the Big Ten champion was going to be determined by winning percentage. And, I mean, if Michigan keeps winning, it doesn't matter. Cause has the Big – sorry to interrupt, Scott. Has the Big Ten come out and actually said that it's going to be determined by – Winning percentage? No, because I think they're just ho- hoping that Michigan doesn't they, lose. Have yeah, they so come they out and to. said anything about anything lately? Not not a whole lot. But continuing the trend that they set last <laughs> summer, <laughs> a, a year ago almost. In this type of season, and based off of what happened, you know, a year ago, where the, the NCAA tournament was ripped away from Illinois because they would have been in. Like that's, you know, Brad and we talked about today that the final chapter, so to speak. That's been their goal the whole season and Steve you and I and more we've discussed this like you could pull a random 50 people on the street and ask them who won the regular season Big Ten title last year and a they don't know or b they have no idea it was three teams that split it and c they may they get one of the three if you prompt them with it was three different teams so I think it's still. I mean, it, it matters a little bit. You could hang a banner. Mm-hmm. It's always fun. But well, before the Big Ten tournament started, it mattered a whole heck of a lot in, in terms of that for for NCAA tournament scenes. But since the Big Ten tournament's been around since 1999, it's kind of lost a little bit of its luster. But like Scott said, it's more for kind of the the goodwill brand of a program to say, oh, we can hang a banner for winning a Big Ten title, or we can tell recruits this, we can put it on pamphlets and billboards and things like that. More from a recruiting aspect, but tangible effects for that season. It's more just kind of like a like a pat on the back, it's almost like all these Big Ten Athlete of the Week awards that they hand out. Like, do they actually get something from it, or is it just, hey, Andre Corbello, you're a freshman of the week? Yeah, congratulations. Does Kofi have seven different exactly. like <laughs> plaques in his closet from last year when he pretty much dominated that award? Yeah, it's, even before you know it became clear, Michigan was going to likely win the the regular season Big Ten title, um, regardless of what what else happened. Illinois focus has been on that NCAA tournament because that's when you think about it, really all that that matters. I mean, mm-hmm. in the long run, so um, yeah, they're they're a lock for that. So well, I mean, yeah, just you, think of it. Think of the last NCAA tournament, twenty nineteen. I think every sports fan can say, okay, Virginia, they won the national championship. I think you'd have to think for a second. Okay, who won the Big Ten tournament in twenty nineteen? <laughs> exactly. If Scott Ritchie's stumped, then we're all stumped. Yeah, well, I just know. I mean, it wasn't Illinois. It wasn't Illinois, and I didn't go because it was either in Washington D.C. or New York. Because Iowa knocked Illinois out that year, right? If if that's the case, that's then do you question. know the answer to the question? No, I don't. I, just, <laughs> I posed it in twenty nineteen. The twenty nineteen Big Ten tournament seems like a decade ago, considering everything we've gone through. It in does. The last it was year. actually. It was, Did Google tell you, Scott? Yeah, and it wasn't in New York or Washington D.C. That was the two years prior. Um, it was in Chicago because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois beat Northwestern in overtime. It was a very late game. I remember that much. And that then, was a was that a first? That was a second round game. Yeah, right? they avo- avoided the Wednesday, but started on a Thursday. And then Steve was correct. Iowa did uh, beat Illinois by twenty one. Well, who won the Big Ten tournament? Then? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he checks out when Illinois checked out. Hey, Bob, who won Nebraska the big made a great run that year. I remember that. Yeah, they did. Who won the Big Ten tournament in 2019, Bob? I was just guess Maryland, but I, I want to make a point that uh, you guys are making great points. I think I'll be contrary, and I can't say the word. I'll be contrary <laughs> to what you guys are saying. Um, normally, I'd say, yes, you're right. These the, 
winning the Big Ten doesn't really matter or not that big of a deal. I know that Lou Henson got a lot of criticism for not winning that enough. Now, it's a different time, mostly pre-tournament, but I think people do care about who wins the Big Ten. I think it's kind of cool to say I'm a champion of the Big Ten of the year. I know it's not that big of a deal, but I, I do think in this case wouldn't hurt to win the Big Ten title. Why not win the Big Ten title? But I think it's unfortunate that they can't play the same number of games. It's just the act of life. And so however the Big Ten decides to do it, I think trying to win that title, it makes some sense for most teams. Well, and the other thing, one more thing, go one more. Uh, I, I'm so glad Alan and you guys are using the word buy correctly, using the term correctly. Sarah's actual, this this time the, the Big Ten actually has buys that are real unlike football, which doesn't have buys ever. So here we're using the word correctly. So now we know. Michigan, Michigan State won the Big Ten tournament in 2019 for all those wondering. Matt's L- L- memory L- came back. No, uh, Google told me that. <laughs> Google they're, told me that, and, and Michigan from, Michigan yeah. State is not the uh, preferred. I've had about three or four phone calls from people in the last week or so ever since last Tuesday night's game um, against Illinois ended and Iowa DeSumo getting hurt, and they're not very kind to – I even had a call from someone in Saginaw, Michigan, not very kind towards Illinois. So Why yeah. is that? They said some very inappropriate words about Illinois in a voicemail. Anonymous. They never left their name. So. Of course. Yes, exactly. Just stoked the rivalry. They, they, they didn't like me on Twitter either. They didn't like my column saying, how dare you beat up Io, which they did. And I wrote a column basically saying that was unnecessary, which it was. And uh, I, I, on Twitter, I was not very... I don't think they liked me very much. But well, I, don't, I don't think many people like anything on Twitter, so that's okay, Bob. Good point. We like you, Bob. Thanks. <laughs> just go with uh, the way of life of, I don't care what you call me, just call me. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll let that roll right off your back, right? It is uh, 539. Need to take a break. We'll do that and be back with more. We'll hear from Andre Corbello the Big Ten Freshman of the Week, and his coach, Brad Underwood, and more. If you'd like to join us, 356-9397 on Monday Night Sports Talk on DWS. 543, Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. Steve Kelly with the guys, the sports writers, Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen with us until 6, 356-9397 is the phone number. And our friend Carl has been hanging on during that uh, timeout. Carl, what's on your mind tonight? Well, you guys might think this is kind of goofy. Probably is. But I remember when Levy Smith got fired by the Bears in 2013, he didn't want to become a coordinator again. So now he's at a coordinator and a coordinator at Houston, which is probably the the second worst job in the NFL. place in the NFL. Do you think he's trying to prove that his defense works? What do you think, Bob? I think that's that's a good theory. I also think he likes getting paid, so I think that'd be part of it. And also, also, also I'm I'm not kidding. Also, think that he wants to probably stay involved in the game, and so I think and maybe he'll do a great job there, fix that thing, and somebody else in the NFL will come back to him and say, "Hey, let's give you another shot." Although I doubt that would happen. It could happen. Maybe that's what his thinking is. So 
I, I do think he's wanted maybe wanted to prove something, but I think he didn't pay also part of the deal. Well, I mean, he doesn't really need the money at this yeah, point in his life. But... We, we all need the money, but you're right. You're, you, that, it shouldn't be a part of it. You'd think he's made, paid a fortune by Illinois, by the Bears, by the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. so you right, would think he has lots of money. Maybe he likes to have more money. I don't know, but uh, I, I think staying involved in the game, I'm sure, is important to him. I know he's not ready to retire. So I, I'm not surprised he took this job, and I think he might be looking for one more. I don't think he he will go back to college. I think he's done with the college. I think he'll be in the NFL for the rest of his career. I think it might be longer than you think it is. Yeah. Um, by by the way, for people who are upset about the buyout thing, um, I understand John John Calipari's buyout is something like fifty million dollars. Because he signed a right. lifetime contract, so that sounds right. So he's. Um, I also understand that the uh, there are quite a few of the Kentucky players are thinking seriously about the portal. So hmm. at least that's what their AAU code says. Well, they'll have a couple thousand friends <laughs> to jump in there with. Good point, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Yep, Carl. Thanks, good. Carl. Good points, thanks, Carl. Carl. Yep. Thanks. Good to hear from you. Five forty-six is the time. If you're just tuning in, Illinois is number four in the Associated Press poll this week, the top twenty-five. Andre Corbello is the Big Ten Freshman of the Week, and had a chance to visit with him a little bit today, and he talked about several things, including uh, stepping up with Io Dusumu on the sidelines. Now we get into the last week of season. It's Whoops, March. That's wrong uh, Steve, hang on. We'll get that for you right here. Andre, it's your turn to talk on Monday Night Sports Talk. It's been hard, obviously, as a freshman, having to step up. Um, you know, it's not, not an easy thing to do, especially the best conference in the, in the, you know, in the country. But, you know, I, I've always... You know, being a guy that that likes challenges, and and that's what I came here for. Um, that's why I left Puerto Rico. Uh, I just I wanted you know a better challenge. I wanted to um, continue to get better, continue to improve, and um, I'm all for it. I'm all you know. I'm all in for the challenges, and, and you know that kind of challenge in specific. Um, it's been really good because it just you know it's preparing me for you know what potentially could happen in the March Madness, um, Big Ten Tournament. Um, you know, you never know what could happen. Uh, but I, I love it. I love it. And, and you know, I'm going to continue to embrace and continue to get better because, you know, we're man down. So we just, you know, we, we was man down in, in those games. And, um, you know, we knew it. And, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know, you have to pick up your brother. Your brother and, and that's what I, you know, what I've been doing, what everybody's been doing. Um, so, you know, just going to continue to embrace our role and, and try and get better every day. That's Andre Corbello, the Big Ten uh, Freshman of the Week. Here's his coach, Brad Underwood, on the freshman guard. He doesn't fear the moment. Um, you know, and I say this, and, you know, he's he's an alpha. Um, you know, his personality thrives in those situations. He's been that guy, you know, his whole career, uh, whether it be uh, in high school at Lujai, whether it be uh, with the Puerto Rican national team, uh, he's not afraid. He's he's got so much experience playing against uh, older people, 
you know, the FIBA stuff has been huge for the, for that progress. And, and he just, you know, he doesn't fear it. Uh, you know, will he make a mistake or two? Sure. But, uh, you know, more often than not, he's going to make a lot of right, uh, right plays. You know, he's always been a great rebounder. I've watched him get 19 in a game. I think he's, you know, he's so instinctive. And I think it's taking that instinct and applying it to, to, to a structure, to a, um, you know, a system. And, uh, you know, learning to pick and choose on the offensive end when he can go and when he should. And uh, understanding that not every time is go mode. And yet, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what he's been able to do is, is be effective when he does go. And, and he's, he's really grown from a maturity standpoint, understanding the game and, in, in our system. Brad Underwood on Andre Corbello. Does he make the – Scott Ritchie, does he make the – do they do an all-Big Ten freshman team? And if they do, let's just say they, say they do. Well, that's the case. You got him on there? There's not a ton of freshmen that have – Maybe played better than he has. Um, I mean, Hunter Dickinson is going to be Big Ten freshman of the sure. year. That I don't think there's any debate on that. Um, I think Adam Miller's probably on that team. Um, well, the, I'd, say, the, I'd say Andre Cabello probably is too. Just there's not as many. It's like Christian Lander was a pick to be Big Ten freshman there, but he hasn't done anything at Indiana. You know what? Speaking of Adam Miller, reminds me of something I. I thought after the game Saturday, when, you know, you go back, you watch a game. In this case, I didn't see a lot of it. I was busy on the golf course. Okay. But, but when you go back and, and look at it and look at the box score, look at the stats, I'm wondering three shots each for Frazier and Miller in that game. Don't you need more than that to, from those guys? Although I mean, Illinois led by 10 or 12 most of the way. So. Yeah, and... The clear point of emphasis was to get Kofi you know, deep post-touches. And sure. it, it played out because he was used on 40% of Illinois' possessions, which was just off of a season high. Um, Brad Davison spent a lot of time guarding Adam Miller, and you, you can have your opinions about Brad Davison, and he's you know, probably deserving of some of them. But he's a physical Defender and well, he tried to pull Kofi down. So <laughs> well, you know, went for the hook and hold, then acted like he was the one being fouled, which yeah, right. was kind of peak Brad Davison. Uh, best part of it, like he, I think maybe got that play reviewed because of his actions afterwards, and then the flagrant one was on him. Um, but I mean, it just it wasn't maybe the best matchup for Adam Miller, but two two day or whatever, yeah, two days prior, he had a terrific first half against Nebraska. I mean, yeah. where he showed off more of his game. So I think maybe just one. Yeah, I'd get him maybe five shots, does, six shots. Does uh, does any Big Ten freshman have a better shoe game than Andre Corbello? Man, I don't spend a lot of time studying the shoes other than his because they're always can't miss them. Pretty spectacular. Uh, but so I would say no. Okay, fair point. I was watching one of an Illinois game a couple weeks ago with my wife, and she's she's grew up in Champaign. She knows the Illini, but she hasn't watched much of them this year. But that's the first thing she said to me after on watching them was Andre Carbello's shoes. So I, they tend to stand out. Yes. Okay. Bob, where does the Big Ten basketball tournament and the ensuing NCAA basketball tournament rank among your favorite events in college sports or in all sports? Oh, it'd be toward the top. I maybe. Second, right after the 
college football playoff is my favorite event in sports. But I would think it'd be pretty high. It'd be right after it. The NCAA tournament, I've gone with Hank forever until last year, of course, and never nobody got to go last year. And so we'll we'll restart that maybe next year. But yeah, I love it. I think I love the Big Ten tournament. Steve, when I got to Champagne and you were here already, there was no there was no Big Ten tournament for a long time. And in fact, I was always puzzled by that because I'd covered other leagues that had the had a conference tournament. Big Ten avoided it for a long time because because of Bob Knight. But yeah, it's become an awesome thing. I prefer it in Indy. I like it in Chicago, but I think it'll be great this year. I, you know, wherever they do it, it'll be awesome. Well, I think the NCAA tournament is just such a huge hallmark on on the sports calendar, and and to have it ripped away so abruptly like it was last March was kind of a shock to a lot of people's systems as the pandemic just set in, and I think that really kind of spoke to the severity of it. But I think that first Friday, March nineteenth, which also coincides with the first week of high school football in Illinois, so that'll be a fun. Saturday sports section. Uh, I think that's going to just reinvigorate a lot of people too and, and just really have them remember why they they love the NCAA tournament. Yes, the the atmospheres won't be the same as they usually are with limited attendance, but there are going to be fans in the stands. You're going to have brackets to fill out. That's going to be uh, – it's going to kind of feel almost as normal as you can possibly make it given that we're still in this situation almost a year later. Hey, we had some – College football this past weekend. Did shout out to those Salukis, eh? Yeah, top wow. uh, top North Dakota State, led by News Gazette All State Football Player of the Year. I think in 2018, Nick Baker, quarterback uh, from Rochester, down there starting uh, for the Salukis now, and they had quite the weekend. Uh, I don't really want to talk about what happened to Eastern Illinois on on Sunday because they were looking for that 41 point touchdown at the end <laughs> against Southeast Missouri and just couldn't come through with that clutch play. Not so, many of those out there. No, and then Illinois State had I think seven turnovers in their loss to South Dakota. But uh, yeah, go Salukis. Moving up on 5:55, need to take one final break on this edition of the show. We'll do that and be back to wrap things up after this. Stay with us. A couple of minutes left here on. the this edition, March 1st, into March. Hopefully this March <laughs> goes a little better than last March, don't you think, uh, Matt? I don't think it could have. I don't. I mean, we've, we're already almost a day in. Uh, there hasn't been any jarring life occurrences so far on, on this March 1st for, I think, all of us in here in, in the studio. So crazy to think we are almost a year into this and uh, still going on. But. All right, Bob, what are you working on for uh, the News Gazette this week? Got some football, got some basketball, and be working on a couple of special sections we're going to be doing uh, next week and a couple, a couple weeks after that. Right, Matt? Matt knows. Yeah, we're doing a Big Ten tournament special section set to come out next Monday uh, ahead of the first day of the tournament. And then I believe March 18th we should have an NCAA tournament special section as well. And also if Illinois gets to the Final Four, we'll have a Final Four special section. So, Scott, Bob, start writing. Start driving, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do one or the the other. Uh, yeah, don't once. do it both at the same no, time. No, don't do that. Yeah, have you uh, thought about your prediction yet for tomorrow night? Yeah, I mean, it's, I already already did that. I picked Michigan to okay. win, but I think eight. That's what they. I think yeah. that was the spread, so I was just like, well, that's that sounds right. <laughs> so we'll go with eight points. Hey, Bob, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. See, See you, Bobby. Yep. Real quick, high school coverage going well? And yeah, high school basketball is still going on. High school football practices start on Wednesday. Volleyball, boys soccer. We got uh, all that going on right now in the month of March. All right, guys. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Steve. Talk to you next week.
Brad Underwood show tonight with Brian Barnhart, with the coach and head coach Mike Small of the golf team as well. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. This is Steve Kelly for all the guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.